Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me great pleasure to welcome again to Viewpoints award-winning author Suzanne Gervais, uh, OAM. Now, Suzanne's latest novel, The Edge of Limits, it's a published by Flying Elephant Media. It's coming out on November 1. And I'll quote what reading times say about it. This is a novel which needed to be written and needs to be read. And the Sydney Morning Herald uh, talk about it as follows. An authentic trip into an adolescent male mind Refreshingly honest and beautifully written. Couldn't get much better than that. Suzanne, welcome to Viewpoints. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Now, this book, uh, The Edge of Limits, If Not Me, Who, If Not Now, When. Um, Why did you write it and what's it about? Well, it's about an issue I always write about. It's called consent. Look, I've written so many books like The Shadows of Olive Trees about the second rise of feminism and I've written for young kids about feminism. But you know what? It still happens. We don't learn. We cannot Yes, we cannot have a community where half the people, called women and girls, are not equally represented. And this book is about giving boys a voice. It is not anti-male because I love males. I love my father, my son, my brother, my nephew. It's not anti-male, but what it is, is giving boys the voice to express their emotions so that they can go on the journey of consent. And that is the driver of this book. Mm. It's a a very good uh, approach because... uh a lot of the literature is about, you know, boys as the uh, the main protagonist in this and the negative protagonist in the relationships yep. with girls. And uh, it's mm-hmm. easy for people to typecast them as, if you like, the bad guys. And yet mm-hmm. uh, they, need, they need support, guidance and assistance too, don't they? Well, in Australia, we have one of the highest rates of youth male suicide. Girls also suicide, but boys, a lot of the boys, because they go on their search for identity on the way to um, deal with sex, their testosterone, um, and find out who they are. Because Young adult years are complex years and your identity is fragile. And when boys don't talk, don't share, where where do they end? A bad place. And this is about opening that avenue for boys. Yeah. Mm. Now, you got your son to help you write The Edge of Limits, which allowed you to go straight to the heart of the topic. What did you learn? I mean, you know your son well, and I know you chat with him a lot. But uh, what did what did you learn from him that assisted you in writing the book? Well, look, he inspired the hero of the book, Sam Knox. He inspired it. And 
what he gave me is the ability to go into the male mind. Look, he said things to me that like, you sound like a girl, mum. I said, oh, no. And he and I learned from him how to go harder into the male ethos. And you know what? A lot of boys are good, honestly. But the thing is, they're influenced by peer group. They're influenced by what will people think of me. They become confused. And when that happens, then the issue of consent becomes paramount. Mm. Boys don't talk about things as much. Um, what do you what, what do you speculate on about that? Why don't why don't they? Why do we find it so hard to, to speak out? Is it pride or macho image or what? No, boys model on their fathers, on their mothers too. They model on them and they're supposed to be strong. They're supposed to take leadership roles. These boys are supposed to meet the expectations of their parents. They sometimes see misogyny, racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, domestic abuse. They can see that. But you know what? It's much bigger than that. It's about their own lives, how they interpret, you know, becoming who they want to be. They, it is framed within their own self-concept or la- lack of self-concept. So what I do in this book, the trigger is sexuality. But the journey is the search for identity. And unless the boys can deal with the search for identity, how can they possibly know how to react with consent? They can't. And that is what this does. The book is very confronting in that it places scenarios in this story. It's a camp. It goes into the wilderness. Every boy and girl, they know about camps. They know about the long drop. They know. But the thing is, as they search for the answer in the wilderness, they confront each other as mates as enemies, as friends, and they put themselves in these situations. And what it leads to is critical thinking because at the moment there's so much um, information on consent and it's really from a good place. The problem is the boys don't listen. How can they listen? It's someone telling them what to think and how to behave. No, you put the boys and girls into real situations and then they think and they come out with decisions that enhance their lives. 
that's what opens the locked door. Mm. It's interesting um, because uh, you say boys cannot be left behind and there were almost 7,000 testimonies of abuse by mm. mostly teenage girls in the uh, Teach Us Consent Forum. Girls mm. could well be very guarded about participating in this sort of thing as much as they desperately would like to think it was uh, a, a, an approach of hope. You know... I understand that at the moment girls have a voice, but it's a voice that isn't really listened to. They stand up and they say there's 7,000, you know, uh, complaints about girls being assaulted and it's true and it's a good thing to say, but it won't work unless there's two in the room, a boy and a girl. And you know what? One of the places that this book is essential for is schools, senior schools, where the book becomes the general text. They can talk about it. A lot of boys won't say anything, but they think. And do you know what? This is the way to break down the silence. And we need to break it down. Mm, that's a good point, Suzanne. We need to take a short break. Can you hold the line? I certainly can. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. I've got a middle of a discussion with award-winning Australian author Suzanne Gervais, uh, written her latest book, The Edge of Limits, If Not Me, Who, If Not Now. And welcome back, Suzanne. Thank you. In the break, Suzanne, we were talking about um, behind the silence for boys, mm -hmm. there's often fear holding them back. You might like to t take up that theme in, in continuing the story about uh, the edge of limits. Well, boys are very protective of their image. Look, it's tough to expose your emotions. And I, if I was a male, a boy, I wouldn't be doing it. It's too scary. And part of the reason they want girls is because that's someone to share their personal conversations. But how do you get girls? In this sort of in this story about consent, there's different ways to get girls. Things like, you know, tell a girl, oh, they've got big boobs. That's very unsuccessful. There's ways where boys just t uh, tally up the amount of girls they've been with, very unsuccessful. But then there are boys like Sam who develop a real relationship with girls and that unlocks the silence. And the point is boys are, are developing their brain at this stage. Boys who had flooded with testosterone, they're experimenting sadly with drugs and alcohol and smoking. They are doing that. But the thing is, they mainly want to find out who they are and what they will be 
So while all of this is going on inside their head, they can't find the way forward. And what I do in the edge of limits, I give them the scenario. I show them. Well, I don't show them. I exemplify them when they're trying to make friends and people are, you know, barring them. I exemplify the hard uh, trekking into the mountain. And you know what? They learn to think. And boys are the same as girls. They think, is there a God? Where is my place in the world? Why am I here? The great issues of life are things the boys are exploring, but unlike the girls, they're exploring it alone, and I think that's dangerous. Mm, it is. Where do fathers and uh, male, adult males fit in this, uh, in this uh, scheme of things beyond, obviously, the edge of limits? My young men, teenagers, young adults, they do model after their fathers. And what, how has their fathers been brought up? With the stereotype and the rigidity of the past. So they can model their father's behaviour and that modelling leads to gender disparity. It's a problem. So we get the boys. Recently, the uh, senior boys from a grammar school um, were exposed. There were 150 students on a secret social media chat line. And when the journalist, I must say, uncovered it, he found all those things I mentioned, racism, homophobia, uh, extreme sexual behaviour. He found those um, conversations. The thing is, all the boys don't believe that that's the way of the world. They don't but they're in their peer group. They are talking it up and they express that and it was horrific. Now, those boys have now been, um, you know, taken to the police and so on, but the real thing is what are the schools doing? They need to do something and a lot of the principals from state as well as private schools, they say, we want the students to talk. All right, do it. Do it. But the thing is, they're using these um, papers, these academic studies that tick the box, you know, I Tick the box for consent? No, that doesn't work. Get the kids, get the young people to get a book like The Edge of Limits and start talking. What's it feel like to be sitting at the edge of the mountains? What do you feel like when you see this vast, vast world? You know... Get them to talk and you will find they will talk about death 
and how that impacts them. They will talk about, as I said, God. They want to know why they're here, why they behave in this matter. So the male role models are important, but also the female role models because many times the females take the more passive role and they model on that too. It is so confusing. So why don't we give them the power to do their own searches? And that's what I give them. What did you personally learn from this journey? I mean, you're a mother, you've been involved with men, obviously, yes. throughout your life in so many different ways. Um, mm-hmm. And you've written the book now. Um, and from the female perspective, mm-hmm. what, is, what have you personally learned in how you will deal with males, mm-hmm. boys, etc.? You know what I learned? I learned that I couldn't bring my female perspective into the book. I could not. And I did at the beginning until I was told, no, you can't. And I was told to go harder and harder. And I did. And in the end, my children couldn't bear it. They said that I used to, I began swearing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You're starting to sound like one of the blokes. (laughs) Yes, I did. I started swearing and they couldn't take it. And I, you know, was listening to hard rock from my study. But what I really learned is at the core of young men is values. They want to be valuable. They just need a hand up. They do. That's what they want. I learned a lot. When I finished as the book, I had to have a rest because it was a strange landscape I went into, really. How did you feel being in that landscape? I mean, we all go into different places in our lives um, and some of them feel very uncomfortable. Others, um, we we feel as though we've learned something and some we enjoy, wished we'd been there before. How did you feel having immersed yourself in a masculine-type uh, environment for the purposes of the book? Well... When I reread the book, which which I did now, I was shocked. Do you mean I wrote that? And I did. The for, the thing is, when I got immersed into this landscape, I became part of it, and I started to understand the rough humour, the humour which could make a mother shake, but it validates them. I got into the way they talk. You know, when my daughter talks to her friends, you know, I drop her off at school and she runs into the arms of her girlfriends and they go off talking. This is the way I drop my son off. He says, mum, drop me off around the corner. I said, all right. And then I watch him and he staggers and strolls to the frank gates, and then he gives his friend a dead arm, 
and they know their <laughs> dead arm. Yes, the physicality. I mean, and you know what? They are best buddies. The thing is, I had to mine their language so that I could be authentic because this has to be authentic for young people to believe it. It does. Mm. What's authenticity mean, really? Authenticity means I am not a liar. I am not. And what it means is it's dealing with uh, how they behave and act and not judging. I don't judge. And when I went into this authentic world, you should see the difference between the way the boys speak to each other and the way they speak to their parents. Different. You should see the way Sam, I love Sam. He's such a good, um, he's such a good character and a human being. When he talks about his camping trips with his grandfather, his beautiful grandfather, you should see how he talks with deep heart and sharing values. But when he talks to his mates, it's different. Mm. It's different. It is. Susan, Suzanne, time's got away from us. Um, it's, it's fascinating always chatting with you. And congratulations on taking on the the, the challenge of, of writing such a book, you and your son, uh, because um, it's books like this and conversations like this that uh, help boys find, find themselves uh, uh, and find themselves in a better place as people. So can I congratulate you? If people want to get the book, it's out from the 1st of November, I presume? At all good bookshops. Mm, there's plenty of those around too, aren't there? Yes, they are. Congrat they are. Congratulations again. That was Suzanne Gervais, um, one of Australia's uh, champion writers for uh, adolescent uh, and others, but particularly adolescent uh, youth uh, with messages in her books that uh, resonate with the big social issues that our young people are confronted with. Uh, the Edge of Limits. Uh, well worth getting. Um, and if you've got a, a teenage son um, or if you're a teacher. Or if you've got a daughter because a they daughter. need to know as well. Yes, yes. Um, we're in it as a team, aren't we, Suzanne? Yes, we are. Yeah. We'll take a break, listeners. Don't go away. Mm -hmm. 